RadioInfluence.com. to the Friday edition of the Dark Delight Podcast with Frankie Bell on the drums and Beans. It's Friday. I'm not happy today, Frank. Oh, neither am I. Not happy, Camper. Why are you unhappy? Well, I'm not, uh, I mean, I, I, big picture. I, I mean, I just got to dance again with Aurora and a, a, she was wearing a pretty dress and we were listening to classical waltz music and she was so, so I, I am actually pretty content. But uh, other than that, I... I would actually like to personally make sure that every last person on the New York Yankees, especially from their from their coaching staff down, is 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 not only jobless but friendless too. What happened? This is they should issue the front office should issue a formal apology to Cleveland, not just their baseball team, but their entire all of the citizens of Cleveland, Ohio. What happened? to say, I'm sorry, we mistakenly beat you. We should not have won. We, we, it was a mistake. We were sorry. We're sorry that we oh took God. this opportunity from you. They're absolutely pathetic. They're pathetic. Let's go on with something a little bit more substantial. Though. Did they lose? Oh, of course they lost. 30 strikeouts in the last few games. They, can't, they are incapable. If I sent Aurora up with a bat, she would do better. Let's go to something more substantive, though. Yes. Sure. Um, I'm really pissed off about what happened yesterday at the CDC. Absolutely. There's no doubt it was going to happen. I'm not surprised about it, actually, at all. But what's bothering me is like, what's bothering me, there's so much information out there at this point about this that we're at, we're at, the, we're at the point right now, I have a bunch of clips that we can watch because... I, I've got browser window upon browser window today, so everybody's gonna have to bear with me. But I, um, I have clips from what really. Let, let me just play this. This hopefully you can hear it. This is a, a clip from uh, Steve Kirsch, who called Dr. John Sue at the CDC on October seventh of twenty twenty two, and in this clip he leaves a message, a voice message for him, and I, it's like a couple minutes long. I just want to play it. Let's just play it. This is what really set me off. Okay, let's give uh, John Sue a call. Can you hear it? That's my cat over there in the corner on the screen. Hi, you've reached Dr. John Sue, the Division of STD Prevention at the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention in Atlanta, Georgia. I'm on temporary duty deployed to support Ebola response efforts and will be out of the office from October 29th through November 29th. If you need immediate assistance, please contact Dr. Elaine Flagg, our acting team lead at 404-639-8059. It's a very long message. Please leave a message after the tone. When you have finished, please hang up or press the pound key for more options. Hey, John, uh, Steve Kirsch uh, here. My phone number is six. Wanted to let you know a couple of things. First of all, your outgoing greeting is very outdated. You might want to update it. Uh, the second thing is that it certainly appears to me that the death safety signal in VAERS was triggered long ago, and we never heard anything from the CDC about that. And I was kind of wondering why that would be. 
Um, I wrote a Substack article. It's on my Substack. <laughs> I know you, you're, uh, well, I know you're not a subscriber to it. Uh, so it's at stevekirsch.substack.com. That's S-T-E-V-E-K-I-R-S-C-H dot substack.com. And there's an article there about the death safety signal in VARES. And it talks about the safety signal algorithm that's being used by the CDC that's erroneous, that you've never corrected or wanted to correct. But <laughs> the problem with that safety signal, of course, is it never fires. But you know, the deaths are so high in VARES that even the erroneous safety signal used by the CDC fires. And so that means a safety signal for death is triggered by these safe and effective COVID vaccines. Now, I would think that the American public would want to know that from the CDC instead of from a misinformation spreader such as myself. So I was just kind of wondering, like, you know, why aren't you saying anything about this? It's, it's clear, it's very clear looking at the numbers and the formula that the safety signal is triggered or death. That line, that's like the most important symptom. I mean, there are a lot of symptoms in VARES. I know it's confusing. 25,000 or so symptoms that could be reported in VARES. But death, I mean, that's a big safety signal. So I just wanted to let you know that that safety signal is triggered. You might want to check the numbers and, you know, hey. That's basically, there is a, an algorithm that runs okay. on the I was going to ask about this. So it's safe, the death safety signal, signal is this uh, pretty much a, a, a threshold for c comparing how many people have died versus how many people have received a certain shot. And once it hits a certain point, this has got to be pulled immediately. Yeah, that's what the system is for. And yeah. they have set their algorithm so ridiculously high that it's almost absurd. But even with their algorithm set as high as it is, it's still triggering. We have not heard a peep about this from, from any health authority whatsoever other than the brave people who have stepped up to talk about it so far. And now we have a panel of, of, of 15 people. Here's them, here, this is what happened yesterday. These 15 absolute murderers, murderers at this point, I'm gonna call them, and then I'm gonna start weighing in on the parents who are actually gonna do this. That's next, but here. Start with our, um, okay, uh, do we? They, anybody in? Yeah. Thank you very much. Um, we'll uh, proceed with the vote. So as a reminder, please state your name, whether you have any conflicts of interest. Everyone and does. your vote. I'm um, not gonna say I'm it. going to start uh, right now with uh, Dr. Bell. Bell, no conflicts, yes. No Thank conflicts. Ms. McNally. Yeah. No conflicts. Yes. The, look at this one over uh, here wearing a mask. A mask on Zoom. On Zoom. This you, one. Yeah, yeah you're, telling, you're talking about no conflicts. It, it, it's all it's all political peacocking. It's all political peacocking. The mask is the new yarmulke. This is their religion. All of these people went on to vote 15 to zero to add the COVID-19 gene therapy death shot to the childhood vaccine schedule. 
And then they had the balls after Tucker Carlson reported on it to say, well, we don't mandate the vaccines. The, the states decide whether or not they're going to force these vaccines. So it's not our fault. We're just making a recommendation. They know full well that almost every single state goes off the CDC recommendation for their childhood vaccine. Well, well they need to stop. That's just what it comes down to. And, um, and, 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 uh, and then on a lower level, every sheriff in the state if they have a legislature or a a governor that is an an attorney general that is going to um to marry themselves to this ridiculous baseless uh recommendation and they always have been they they just need to stop i don't know everybody knows their individual states better than 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 i do i don't even really know the new york state constitution back and front so it really comes down to whether or not you are going to you have any provisions that have been amended um, about being able to force medicine on the people, whether or not that is something that is, isn't a civil right issue or a humanitarian issue to take away their bodily autonomy like that. You think that all these it, it'd be impossible to have their cake and eat it, too. If you're a place like New York where you can you can you can have a baby destroyed on its birthday mm. but at the same time people aren't able to say no thank you i don't want that shot i um i'm at a place right now frank where like it's almost like the stages of grief we have been talking about this the two of us alone for two years since it's almost two years at this point and we started out saying like mm, this is a little weird and then as more information and more information is more i'm just i'm at the point i'm so fur- furious because there's a bunch of different things going on if, if you are working, let's say, as a nurse in a, pedi- in a pediatrician's office and your pediatrician is bought into this hook, line, and sinker and is literally giving this thing out to kids without informed consent, without him telling them, here are the things that we've recognized happen, which I'm going to play another clip in a second and show you an article we've written about this. Hundreds of articles I've, have been written about this, but you are complicit. I'm sorry. Like the the time for self preservation, as hard of a position as it is, like, yep, it's a hard position to be in. You're a health yep, professional, no doubt. It's, it's the old rank and file at the FBI argument, but just applied to medicine. Now, you can't you you can't divorce yourself from what is going on. If you 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 can't. Now, I, I understand that if you are working at the FBI, there's a good chance that you really are in a in a uh, file room somewhere and you're doing clerical work and things like that. And you really don't sit in on any meetings where you're seeing administrative um, abuses and you are being ordered to do one thing or another, target people, whatever. But uh, so maybe there's nothing you can see that you can say something about, but everybody, everybody in a small doctor's office should know what the hell is going on with this. I, I told you when I when I brought Aurora to get her her uh, physicals a couple uh, back in September. Uh, Aurora went in, I went in, Lauren went in, and my uh, our family doctor shares an office space with, uh, I guess I don't know a, a, another doctor's office or whatever. But it seemed like the other office, the other company that they're sharing this small space with, was doing nothing but vaccines because the phone was ringing off the hook and it was almost like they were putting in orders it was the new york stock exchange two more for pfizer one more for Moderna. Un, 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 it and how like 
it, and they're it, bringing their, and, and they're coming in with children, Tracy. It's parents dragging children, and you hear the children screaming because they never like needles anyway. But you know, it's all COVID for something that just. If you look at the data of how dangerous the virus is untreated for somebody those children's age, there's no reason to do this to them in the first place. No, so that no, there's not. And and I have a clip of Dr. Malone who's going to explain the liability intricacies so that people have a better understanding of what's going on. Um, and why they likely did this. And I think that there's going to be, they, they're trying to get out in front of this, this absolute dam that is about to blow. Because when Tucker Carlson is like nightly talking about the danger of these things, like after, after beating people over the head with it for two years, begging them to say something, we're finally starting to see some more like mainstream reporting after the fact. And understand this is global. This is not just the United States. It just so happens that right now we're facing kids having to potentially have this absolutely useless useless and completely and utterly harmful to the point where we're seeing headlines like this all the time, Frank. We're seeing all the time, we're seeing headlines like uh, this. Gifted teenage singer drops dead during choir solo. It's every day that. Every day it's talented uh, college football player, dead at 21. Um, you know, and, and I know there are a lot of, this is the worst topic for me. And I'm probably thinking you feel the same way. There are so many people out there who have family, myself included, who have gotten this. Okay. So saying these things is not easy. I don't want to like say something and like somebody have to worry about their son who refused to listen to them and went out and got the shot. It's, it's a really horrible, like moral dilemma because you don't want to scare the hell out of somebody who has someone who has done this. But at the same time, if you don't say it, nobody else will know. Like what if somebody randomly stumbles across a clip of us and is like, wow, I, I should probably like, this girl looks serious, he looks serious. We should take this into consideration. Yeah, that guy with the Project Bluebeam shirt, I should listen to him. I was gonna say something. No, like, I, I, I listen, in that respect, Tracy, that's the thing that we're really up against here, too. Um, in new media, it is comprised. I, I'm a I still consider myself a rock drummer. I consider myself a musician. I love talk radio. I've been doing talk talk shows for a long time. And, and it was never really it didn't start off as serious talk. It was just society and movies and celebrities and making jokes about one thing or another. And um and then you just find yourself you most people find uh this this call toward a uh you know they smell the smoke they see the fire you start talking about it there's more than enough data out there to uh to form coherent rational and very um uh, important thoughts on subjects of great consequence such as these but in the, in the end you and i don't have degrees in medicine so we can bring all this to most people in our lives and they'll go well, thanks for the consideration, and oh, that's that's very interesting. I'll look into it, but it, the doctor's word is going to be that's going to be the be. I have a someone very close to me. Not going to say who it is, but someone very close to me. Uh, not not like Lauren or anything like that, but in 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 your in, periphery, in, her, in the periphery, who has to this point gotten the shots. And the boot. I think I think they had told me not too long ago. Oh no, I'm done with all the booster stuff. I I, I can't stand any of this stuff anymore. Just came down with COVID. Um, uh, went, still went to the doctor. 
um, took the the Paxlovid, said nothing really works, stop taking that. Whatever they give, they take. It's just going to be that way for a while. So that that is the burden that many of us out there who find good information, who read between the lines, who pass it along to people we love, we're, we're just going to have to be somewhat at peace with we tried and we had the best of intentions. Two things. I'm not good. I'm not good with that. That's not okay for me. What you just said. It's not. I just, I will, I, it's not okay for me. Well, we can't shake <laughs> like, them. Can't I mean, shake them. I don't know. We, I, I, like we, we oh, we, we tried, we tried. There's still more people out there that, that people haven't reached. Like not everybody has heard this stuff. And then it, like I was saying in the beginning, there's still going to be a, a time where this becomes your own problem. If you like, when it gets to be so widespread that people are saying that's kind of a dangerous thing to do and you're still doing it, then it's your problem. And I get it. You've been lost. We'll walk away. But if you're a medical professional and you're out there and you still oh. are, are quiet about what's happening, you're complicit at this point from here on forward. If you don't at least try I know you're in a rough spot. You could lose your job. You could lose your license. You're scared. You don't want to. But when does that become not as important as saving humanity? That's what it is, plain and simple. There's well, in that, in that case, you're right. Because if there is a turnaround in the way that medical professionals, doctors and nurses approach these patients that believe them more than they would believe cousin Tracy and Uncle Frank, that that is a significant change in the landscape 100 percent which makes what california did last week even more insidious you saw that right yep they pretty california state legislature a supermajority of absolute psychopaths made it essentially illegal for a doctor to go against political narrative they have to say come and take it about their license come and take it because I know you what, took an oath of having one, though you took an oath to save, to do no harm. Like literally, you said those. Like, do you care? I, I, I'm just. It's gonna get to a point where people have stop. They have to stop being. I don't want to. I don't want to offend anybody, but chicken shits and do something because there have been pioneers that have come before you and risked everything to come out and say something about this, and they've said it and they've laid the groundwork get your friends together if you're in in an office and you know there are like five or six other people in there that feel the same way as you do something like be the person that does something be brave do something like project veritas says you got you have to you if they're not listening to me and i'm screaming out here and they're not listening to frank and he's screaming and then they go to their doctor's office and you know that what is about to happen is has a very very significant chance of being absolutely harmful for this person's health you need to do something about it i don't understand that i i, I mean i guess I, I don't know and i am kind of in this situation frank we've been deplatformed and i've been not i've lost financially been been harmed significantly by talking about this stuff it's not like i haven't suffered some adverse um personal strife from it that's for damn sure and then even adverse personal strife for not jumping on the craziest latest quote theory about it when everybody else thought it was cool like you see you know what i'm saying like it's it's here's malone and uh the logic of why they're doing this is a head scratcher for anybody that is actually data-based, but it appears to involve two core things. One is in the event that they stop 
the declaration of emergency, the liability protection will vanish for these companies that have been deploying these experimental products. And so if they can get it approved and recommended down to the pediatric cohort, then they acquire a different type of liability protection. So it allows legal coverage uh, for the vaccine companies. And the other thing that it does is it mandates that Congress will pay for the uh, purchase of these vaccines, because as you'll recall, the will of Congress has been to say, basically, hell no, we're not gonna continue to fund the White House to buy vaccines. So this is a backdoor way to get additional liability coverage and a backdoor way to force the American taxpayer to buy these vaccines and deploy them in children. Over. Unfreaking believable because they know they know there is no way that they don't know. They just admitted it the other day that they they know that they're in for it. How many? Why do we have to go to 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 the courts to get justice for this absolute crime against humanity? Why? Why is our own quote government not doing shit about this? Why? It's um, all of the answers. All the potential answers are scary. And, and, and I mean, we should be on fear at this point. We should just be focused in on the fact that we're on that it's these are acts of war. We're under attack, and humanity has been in the crosshairs for some time now. And this is a depopulation event. It has. It has to. There's no other explanation for it at this it's time. They have more money than they could ever ever wish to have. They have. Oh more yeah, this is not money. This is not about making a dime. Why? No. It, this, it's not making it. It's not about they, they they own the banks. They they make the money. They actually are the ones literally who make the money. They make the money. They manufacture the money that we use. They don't need it. This is something completely different. It's depopulation. I, um, you know, for all for all the input, for all of the the value. So, uh, you know, they. I know we were talking about uh, Stacey Abrams talking about abortion being a, a an that. effective an effective tool against infl- inflation, yeah. which is so ridiculous and insulting in many ways. I've articulated a couple of times over the last few days, but if you think about it, uh, over the next ten years, there may be less and less reasons for abortion. I mean, there may be so there may especially with the CDC, uh, uh, whatever this decision of theirs. Uh, to, to be passed along to everybody else who is willing to disseminate it among their own citizens, there may be hundreds of thousands of children who will never have children now. Yep. Because we, we, yep. we just don't know yep. for another 10 years. And and I've got a couple things up here about that, like terrible, terrible things. One of them's on Telegram, but I'll play it. Um, th- this, we need to do something about this. This is not as simple. This is not like, oh, vote Republican so that we can save the Constitution. This is literally human civilization. And it's not just the side effects from the vaccine or gene shot or therapeutic masked as a vaccine or whatever death thing you want to call it. It's worse than that because it's driving immune escape. It's driving variants to mutate. It's driving all kinds of evolutionary problems with the virus. And then it's knocking everybody's immune system down so they can't handle it. And at what point do we, who have not done this to ourselves, become not strong enough to fight all this off? Like, is this how we're going to go out, really? I'm not not going to go out without screaming about it. Let's listen to 
Um, this cardiologist from the UK who noticed something weird about his dad. We had a story up about this weeks ago, by the way. Um, top UK cardiologist uh, paused the COVID vaccine program now. Um, but here he is on Laura Ingram. Later, the, that data suggested at the time it was likely to cause more harm than good in most people. And that's a smoking gun. That's more than enough evidence for us to pause and stop the vaccine rollout. So myocarditis is one issue. The other very good, clear data um, actually reveals that in people aged between 16 and, and 39, Israel data showed this, there was a 25% absolute increase in heart attacks and cardiac arrest, which wow. was associated with the vaccine, but not associated with COVID. This has now been replicated in Florida, a similar type of findings recently. Um, and that's why the general surgeon of Florida has come out and suggested that certainly people in that age group shouldn't be having the vaccine. But I've looked at that data, I've spoken to the researchers in Israel. And in fact, this signal of harm is for everybody, even people over the age of 60, not to that degree. Listen to this. The, they, there's zero, I can't, if you, how do you, mm, mm. It comes down to this. There's nobody standing by this. I, I cannot imagine. There's aside from the people who are pushing it and who have obviously not taken it, uh, the people at the top right. know what the this saline is all about. People, yeah. The, 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 it's very hard. What this is is just a battle between those who have taken one or multiple rounds of this shot and just need to keep believing that they have not harmed themselves potentially and the people around them and are complicit in some way of the mass die-offs that we're already watching. And those of us who have been sus suspect from the start of the pharmaceutical interests and the government interests and the media interests that have colluded against us in pushing this rushed experiment so you have two groups of people, one mostly who have not taken it, the others who have, and it's a battle over who gets the right to push it on those who don't have any kind of uh, consent. And that is the youngest of us all. That's, that's what we're battling over, who has the right to either shield or inject those who have no ability to consent for themselves yet. Because everybody else is mostly, I know there's, there's plenty of people who have regret I know there's plenty of people who were who felt forced into it and never wanted it in the first place. But mostly this is a battle between those who have and those who haven't. And those who have are facing a very serious moral dilemma a lot of the time for themselves because they forced um, they forced other people in their family to do it. They they shunned their their moms and dads and said they couldn't see their kids. So they couldn't see their grandkids unless they did it. I know several instances of that. And then there's the naive people out there that went out and did it. Um, I was here yesterday and I bumped into somebody that shares an office space up here. And they said, um, what do you do? And I explained what I did. And they said, oh, um, are you Republican? And I said, yeah, I am. And he's like, me too. But I really don't like Trump. How could he say that the election was stolen? There's no way that happened. I know them. Listen, I, I know them. I'm telling you, I know that. That's why I, I was, I, when we were getting into, when we were in the January, we were actually, when we were in late November, December, January, 2020 into 2021, and then beyond, when we started getting to the Dominion stuff and who's getting taken down for this, the billion dollar lawsuits and all that, I had to keep reminding people, yeah, 
81 million votes is absolute nonsense. We are a clear physical majority. We are the reality. They are the projection. But you have to understand inside of our majority is different categories of people. Yep. We are not all reading the same things. No, we do not all vote for one person or another for the same reasons. You've got to remember that. we're, we're a sliver of that majority. It's, we really are. It, it's true. The And I was, luckily, I had the opportunity to educate about how easy it would be and how easy it was for them to do it. Um, but that's why I'm saying talking to people. Like, we've, we talked about 5G warfare on Monday or Wednesday. And... We, we talked about how the, the whole goal of a psychological operation, which clearly we are in the middle of. I mean, you can't look at what's going on right now and not think that. Give me a break. Um, yeah. Is the polarization to make you hate your neighbor, to make you hate the person who thinks differently than you. And we're guilty of it. Like, we're all guilty of it. I'm sorry. It's just true. Stop doing that. Go around and talk to your neighbors. Go talk to your neighbors. Even if you don't want to be the person with a sign on a street corner, flyer your neighborhood nobody has to know it's you just go and put little flyers on people's cars or put information leaflets that you have to you have to do it you there's no other way there's no other way around it at this point let's finish this clip though i i well doctor let me let me jump in here and just very quickly given what we know thus far was this vaccine rolled out too quickly without adequate testing what, what? because of the glo- you've got a booster tested on eight mice you dumb nuts come on what a what a ridiculous question to be asking in now, in late october 2022 there's no excuse for this ignorance i'm sorry if i can do it she can it's do all, it too. it's all cover your, you know yeah but that, it's that if you can do it she can no no it's all cover your ass nonsense they have had to be intentionally obtuse at the networks to a degree. They had to be obtuse. They had to be intentionally slow to understand the situation and ask rhetorical questions for us in serious ways on Fox. Because what, what you see- They were paid. They were paid. They were paid to advertise the damn thing on their broadcast as though they were giving out, you know, news. They were paid. I know. This has to be chronicled, documented, Thank you. Oh, a coffee for Frank. Hi, Lauren. Oh, Lauren, uh, 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 Tracy says hi. Hi, Tracy. Come say hi to everyone. Smile. She, she wants you to say hi to everybody. Oh, no. <laughs> she, she, uh, she, she's. Good morning, everyone. Yes. I'm still in my pajamas. Pajamas. And she just got over a cold. She, oh, you feeling Lauren. better? She's not quite feeling better, but she's getting there. Oh, what's Aurora doing? She's eating breakfast. She's she's strapped down in her chair. Don't worry, everybody. We did not neglect her. (laughs) Nobody thought that, Frank. (laughs) Why is Lauren down there in the basement? Where did Aurora go? She's only two. Nobody thought that. Literally no one. I didn't anyway. Um, Yeah, so they were literally paid. They were paid. They were paid to be spokespeople. Like, and it's gross and disgusting and how dare you. That's why, like, I started a sponsorship with a great mom and pop company, um, for gold and somebody had the absolute balls to write me and say that because I did that what are you going to do next start advertising for Pfizer and I said are you effing for, out of, for, for Pfizer yeah was a, they're really gold great people. and vaccines shilling what yeah. I, I'm like you know what people like that like just clueless like first of all absolutely clueless and second of all don't you dare 
Don't you dare. Pfizer has killed more people than than almost every single war we've ever had. And uh, and how does that how does Pfizer even stack up to a reasonable hedge against inflation, which is physical metals? They were just trying to insult me and like make me feel like I was being I was losing integrity for actually having a sponsor for one time. But but comparing it to Pfizer like and then you look at this. These people are killing people. I'm if you don't want to buy gold, don't frickin buy it. I mean, there's a big difference. Anyway, I, 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 honestly, because you brought it up, I may uh, look into buying a couple more uh, quarter ounces of gold, if not a big pile of silver, because mm-hmm. because you know, it, it keeps dipping. Silver is at eighteen dollars an ounce right now. It was at thirty-two dollars an ounce not too long ago, and that is all depressed by the the paper market. Really, the, people said that their actual valuation of an ounce of silver. Is probably somewhere around four to five thousand dollars. Yeah. So eighteen dollars an ounce. I say everybody go out there and get a couple of rounds, get some junk silver dimes, whatever you can. Something because we're gonna need it. Let me tell you, things keep going like this. Holy moly! You want to listen to the rest of this damn clip? Yeah. I'm a, I'm a little bit I'm a little bit feisty on a Friday today, guys. Sorry. Okay. Oh. Global pandemic nature of things. I think yes, but Laura, I find it very difficult to believe that Pfizer senior executives and Pfizer scientists didn't know when it was being rolled out because they have access to the raw data, which we now know shows significant harm. It's likely they knew this, which means likely. It, I don't think it probably, with hindsight, and I'm sure an investigation will reveal this eventually, it probably should never have been rolled out in the first place. Oh, we'll tell you that billions of doses in. No, no worries. He's, he's talking about, he's talking about the rollout of even the first generation yes. shots in, in December 2020. Yep. I, I want I I, I really I know that I know that Skip was in really really bad bad physical condition, but I I wonder what the shot what the shot and the boosters did to him. I wonder how that contributed to it. Never know. We'll never know. But I just think about stuff like that all the time. He was in G- December 2020. He had to be one of the first groups of people to get it or else they wouldn't have taken out his kidney, his old kidney that was riddled with cancer. They wouldn't take out cancer. Unless he was vaccinated. Unless he was vaccinated. I had a similar story in my own family. I know how it is. And it was all very weird from there on in. A lot, a lot of, a lot of dizziness, multiple bouts of pneumonia, very weird stuff. We, we, there are people very close to us, Frank, that have gone through absolute hell with this thing, the nervous issues. And I know we're beating this drum a long time today, but listen to this. This is the CDC explaining, thank you, Chief Nerd, why EUA vaccines can be added to the child vaccine schedule. This is going to really irk you. Ready? Presentation is now open for questions. Ms. Bata? Um, just a point of clarification. I know that we have already recommended COVID-19 for children, um, but it's under an EUA. Is is it okay for us to include that in the routinely recommended schedule if it's an EUA um, interim recommendation? Yeah, uh, before we brought this to the work group, we had a, um, a conversation about this with our Office of General Counsel, and we were told that it was okay to add it to the schedule. We had a conversation with our Office of General Counsel, lawyers, and they told us it was okay. 
Oh, okay. You, you go ahead then and make decisions for, for millions and millions of children across the country based on some general counsel at the CDC. Go F yourself. Lawyers ruin the world. Seriously. They ruined the world. They, they destroy language and therefore they destroy reality and they put people's lives in, in danger. Not all That's of them. That's what it is. Look at this one. Uh, yeah, well, you, you, everybody needs to, and there, there are, again, those are the ones, thank God for the ones who have integrity because, or else we'd have no shield against the rising tide of uh, experts and lawyers that really just want to see humanity bend to their will. Aaron Siri, on behalf of ICANN, which is Del Bigtree, um, he says, I received a call from Del Bigtree, ICANN's founder and host of the High Wire, to tell me ICANN will support a legal challenge to any state that imposes a COVID-19 vaccine mandate to attend school. We look forward to bringing those challenges to protect the individual right of every American, especially the youngest among us, as we successfully did when challenging the San Diego School District's COVID-19 vaccine mandate. Um, everyone, this is what, what, we had him on the show, you remember, right? We had Aaron Siri. I do, I yeah. do. Um, not very many interviews he does, so it was great. Um, he says, um, everyone should be free to get numerous shots because that's freedom. And everyone should be free to reject any unwanted shot because that too is freedom. If, if, if you get proper informed consent and you weigh the risk against the benefit and you decide to get this thing, fine. That's not what we're saying. There isn't proper informed consent. People aren't getting the information that they need. They're not being educated on it. Their doctors either are too stupid to do the research, know and are still pushing it. I, I don't want to go down this road and we'll listen to Carrie Lake, but... Gigi, my, my dear friend Gigi, her daughter committed suicide 19 years ago soon, who was prescribed Zoloft when she was 15 years old. And she took it, 50 milligrams of Zoloft. And then she committed suicide. Tragic, absolutely tragic. And Gigi was saying this morning in our Locals Live pre-show, like 19 years later, there are still teenagers on Zoloft. Pfizer still pushing it to doctors. Doctors are still getting perks no matter how many... Uh, you know, school shootings, there are mass shootings, there are, it doesn't matter. What about the Gardasil vaccine given to kids causing all kinds of issues? These pharmaceutical companies are the devil incarnate. They're the devil incarnate. Here's why we need good governors, Frank. Ready? Yep. To get the China virus jab as a condition of attending GovEd? Absolutely not. As a matter of fact, when I first heard this a couple of nights ago as a mother, I was horrified and I immediately stepped out. I happened to be with a, a gaggle of reporters and I said, just uh, for the record, this will not be happening in Arizona. Our children are not guinea pigs. This is an experimental shot. We have the intelligence to do a little research on it. We've seen the VAERS reports. Even though the media is not covering it and the media is part and parcel to pushing this agenda, we're not going to force our children to get an experimental shot that when you even look at the uh, whether this works, the efficacy of it, it's questionable. Look at who's getting COVID in record numbers, the people who've already gotten the shots. And then we look at our young, healthy population, Chris. You see these soccer players who have the healthiest hearts on the planet and they're dropping dead on the field after getting these shots. You're seeing people who've had no health problems after they get the shots, they all of a sudden have a plethora of health problems. We will not be forcing any child to get an experimental shot in order to get an education, not in Arizona. We will push back against these unelected bureaucrats in the CDC and every other government agency. They are not elected by the people and they do not control the people. 
Yeah, my opinion is, as a conservative, we, we ought to be data-driven. Vote for Carrie Lake, please. And Ron DeSantis oh, yeah. came out and said the same thing, by the way. Yes, please. Vote for Carrie Lake for governor of New York. <laughs> Lee Zeldin. Oh, I'm, I I will. Oh, I will be. Are you going to go and oh, vote, I, Frank? Of course. I mean, listen, if you don't vote, they, they there's no reason for them to cheat. So I, I'm at least going to do that. I'm, I'm not going to. I have my opinions and I I. And I, I see the same things you guys all do, but I'm not going to I'm not going to roll over. I'll, I'll still you, you know, it is, uh, you know, it's like you, you remember watching Titanic in 1997. Yes, I do. The stern of the ship is starting to kind of peak above the waterline. The bow is now underwater, but you still see little establishing shots of the sinking ship. You still see out the sides that that the pumps are still working. The pumps are still trying to get the water on the inside out as an emergency mechanism. It's not really doing much. Maybe it is. No, it's not. Whatever. <laughs> but the pumps are still working. That's me voting for Lee Zeldin. Let's just keep it going. It, as for as long as I could show up on election day and I'm going to just vote. What What's the harm? If we were not showing up physically, the projection wouldn't have to get worse. Yeah. You know? Yeah. The project, the, the fake reality wouldn't have to get worse. So, yeah. I'm going to do one last thing on this vaccine stuff because I don't want to kill everybody for a full hour on it. But it's something that I could talk probably for hours about. Our our friends, not really, but we don't know him. But Geert van den Bosch, we, we introduced people to him very early on. He had a post go up uh, October 1st, I believe. It's 5 past 12. He said, um, this is my last video message. And the reason why I'm sending out this video message is because I can no longer stand it. For me, it's become unbearable to see how our health authorities, experts, and governments are still trying to make people believe that the COVID-19 vaccines are safe and that they will be able to control the pandemic. In this presentation, I made a few PowerPoint slides. I will show you that, as I have already been saying, this is an unbelievable blunder. It's an insult to science. It's unbelievable how scientists can still support this kind of strategy, whereas there's overwhelming evidence that the mass vaccination and upcoming or updated Omicron vaccination will just think, make things much, much worse. He's saying in the first slide, it's five past 12. It's too late to intervene in a way that could prevent humanitarian crisis. This is really my last, last and desperate call for action as Omicron is now causing a fast and large scale immune escape in vaccinees. So this is simply accelerating immune escape. It's accelerating. And he goes on, and this is what he's been saying. He's not looking at the physical harm to the body necessarily from getting the shot. He's saying this shot is causing severe and serious mutation in COVID. And to ignore it is to the detriment of all of humanity. I'm wondering <clears throat> if it's making severe and serious mutation to COVID. Yeah, immune escape. That, that means that... that it's actually contributing to a de facto gain of function among the yeah among those who have yeah because they can't fight it right so it mutates in their body to be able to it mutates to get around the spike protein or whatever you know so like you and you get injected with whatever your body's producing spike protein the the virus mutates to avoid the antibodies or the body i'm saying this very plainly the body's protection against that spike protein so then it's immune to that 
So then it, it just sits there in vaccine, vaccinated people. And the longer a virus sits in the body, the more it mutates. Well, I think, well, I, I, this is all me, I have absolutely no evidence that this is actually the case. Oh boy. But if that is what's going on inside of the bodies of the vaccinated and the perpetually boosted, if that is the fire that's being stoked inside of all those people, and the rest of us at, at, at this point are continuing to be a very large control group, then it makes a little bit more sense as to why, uh, much to their chagrin, they got caught, um, why scientists at places like Boston University are fiddling around with, um, with uh, you know, Frankensteining a little bit more deadly version of COVID that might even it out. Because what, what happens if, if only the vaccinated are starting to get COVID to severe form, don't they need something to give everybody else? That so virus, all, what, what at they- At least we get sick together? I, that, no, I don't think so. Because they need us. They need some people to do their little slave labor and walk around like minions. They need some people, right? Some of us have to still be here. Um, but what's gonna, what that virus that was engineered up there with an 80%, look, it looks like I have my hand on nothing, but it's on a desk. Look, you see? No, I, I see you in a, oh, hold on. I'm watching the, the rumble. Oh, you are? Frame. Okay. It's well, on, it's my, on, it's, cause, cause I can't see anything that you, <laughs> oh, you're not sharing. Yeah. You're not sharing your screen with me when you play all the yeah, videos. You, you still got to learn how to do that. Yeah. I'll figure that out. Anyway, that 80% fatality rate is far too high for that virus to last very long at all. By the time that it got to, you know, some significant part of the, the population, they'd all be dead. It wouldn't have anywhere else to jump. It'd kill people so quickly. So okay. not that that's, doesn't mean that nobody could get it or nobody could die. Um, and it also depends on how fast it spreads and replicates. That that plays into it too. But let's see. I, I You know what I'm going to do? I'm going to switch it up a little bit. I have a song. Do you ever hear Tom McDonald's Sheeple? It just came out. Uh, I, I don't know. He puts out a, a single every every few months. Everybody goes nuts for it. And I haven't, I haven't seen anything that he's done in, like, I think, like two years. I'm going to play just the beginning of it real quick. I'm going to note this because I'm going to take, hold on. You know, uh, I brought this up. Li- <laughs> Uh-oh. 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 <laughs> I brought this up last night um, because I, I often ask the question whether or not people think that we are going to even have elections. If not, if not, if we do it this time around, are we going to have it in 2024 or whatever? I just really believe that we are getting to a place where there's such a rift between the citizenry and the ruling class that there's no way that they can produce um, acceptable outcomes authentically. And that whereas they have influenced elections in the past with more subtle means, now they're going to have to do more and more um, to get the outcomes that they want through extenuating. This is an extenuating circumstance to do things that are very severe because there's less that they can count on organically to actually maintain their order they're losing the hispanic vote that's huge that's debilitating in itself but there's so many other ways you know could it be another outbreak could it be what this and that in 2020 this is my question to you in 2020 we were telegraphed all year what the play was going to be for november it started with the virus 
By April, they were already talking about how this was going to be. Uh, we have to start thinking about how it's going to affect people's ability to vote in April of 2020. It was OK. Here we, we go. We all know we were talking about it. Right. Then all throughout the summer, I brought this up last night, the timeline all throughout the summer. You had Hillary Clinton telling Joe Biden, whatever you do, do not concede on television. Just getting it out there. Do not concede, Joe. Uh, you know, the, the, the cavalry is coming. Then you had Stacey Abrams. She was assigned to getting everybody in her own little media tour on television. She was assigned to get everybody used to the idea that we were privileged as Americans for so many generations to have election day, election night be election night. And that when we woke up in the morning, we would have our results that we have to stop uh, thinking that that was going to continue like that. It was going to take time. So we were told election night is no longer a thing. It's going to be election week, election month now. Uh, the other thing that we were told once we got to August, September and closer to October was you got the media like Axios and all the John Podesta think, think tanks mm -hmm. giving us the red mirage theory. We're going to on election night. It's going to look like Republicans are wiping yep. the floor with us. But don't worry. Don't worry. Uh, eventually, the right number of votes are going to when come we in. Count and, them. Yes. Right. So we, it was we were telegraphed all year what was going to happen in November. The thing that worries me now is that Democrats, the uniparty, because, of course, it's coming for all it's this is coming for all mainstream GOP members as well, too. We have had no inkling of what's going to happen anything of anything yeah none none do you see mccarthy came out the other day and said that he wasn't going to impeach biden because he doesn't see anything impeachable right now anything impeachable kevin mccarthy uh, that's who you want as the speaker of the house uh president I'm, trump that's who you want to pick as the speaker of the house you are making mistakes lots and lots and lots of them um here is the battle for senate rcp projection for the senate um, I think, you know, I don't know. I don't know what the way the polling has been, Frank, how in the hell they could ever rig this where people at writ large would actually be like, oh, we lost. No, that's what, that's what I'm talking about. And, and that's the other thing that they have going against them. Now, there are so many more people that are watching. There's so if, if a pipe bursts. All the pipes start yeah. bursting all over the country. You have watchdog groups that now that I have have for we interviewed some of them. Yeah, and I have people who polling stations, all that. stuff. There's so much more going against them. So many more people that are activated and that are vigilant. And there's no and there's such a lack of telegraphing of one play or another. It makes me wonder, is it going to be war? Is it going to be something? What, what would the pause actually be? I can't see how they would allow themselves to get completely overrun like this. So look, look at um, if I have a screen up here right now, it says uh, alleged voter intimidation at Arizona Dropbox puts officials on watch. And Katie Hobbs, it's people Dropbox watching, Dropbox watching. They got to watch out for this. Yeah, it's going to be you have to follow the follow the rules completely. But they go through the story of how this one person, I'll put it in the show notes. Um, they accused somebody of being a mule. I guess they weren't a mule. I'm not sure. Maybe they were a mule and this is their cover story. I don't know. But um, this is going to you know, we're doing this because Melody was on the show and this stuff is happening all over the country now. Um, Some there's, there's going to be at least a handful of busybody boomer grandmas who are going to commit 
acts of voter intimidation, legal voter intimidation, by actually confronting people they think are muling and uh, and, and hoarding votes, which they should not go anywhere near people. Very don't careful. touch anybody. Don't talk to anybody. There are a lot. I mean, remember, ladies and gentlemen, when you stand online to vote on Election Day, it is illegal for you to even wear a MAGA hat. Yep. That, that, that counts as electioneering. I really hope that people who are inspired to go out there and be a part of um, be a part of some changes don't cross lines that they don't even know exist. It, you got to be very careful with this stuff because any, any arrests excuse, that are made, right? It, headlines, and and that's it. And that's that's what they'll use. They'll use that as the psy act to continue what they're doing. It's it's a hundred percent. Stacey Abrams is apparently losing or or you know polling double digits below at this point. I believe Kemp, but. Listen to what she, you played this on your show last night. I, I heard you reference this. A couple of nights ago, two nights ago. Oh, I just saw this yesterday. So thank you, Citizen Free Press, who does pepper in our show prep uh, a lot sometimes. They're really great. Um, They're awesome. Yeah, here we go. I just asked you, you're running for governor of Georgia. Uh, I would assume, maybe incorrectly, but while abortion is an issue, it nowhere reaches the level of interest of voters in terms of the cost of gas, food, bread, milk, things like that. What can a governor, what could you do as governor to alleviate the concerns of Georgia voters about those livability, daily, hourly issues that they're confronted with? But let's be clear. Having children is why you're worried about your price for gas. It's why you're concerned about how much food costs. For women, this is not a reductive issue. You can't divorce being forced to carry an unwanted pregnancy from the economic realities of having a child. And so these are, it's important for us to have both and conversations. Um, I, if I, I saw some Twitter comments on this, Frank, and one of them I'm said, ready. I don't have kids, um, but I'm still worried about the price of gas. And then somebody commented underneath and said, that's because you're alive. If you were dead, you wouldn't care. <laughs> I, 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 hey, listen, I have um, I have uh, so many thoughts on this. Number one, when she's talking about inflation. To say in any way, shape or form that having children is tied in with infla- inflation. There, the, the problem is not that you have to go to CVS a couple times a week to pick up diapers, to pick up formula, whatever the hell it is you're doing uh, for the child, that is the problem. The problem is that the dollars that are that are directly connected to government action that you take to CVS to buy the diapers and everything else that a, need, uh, a child needs are, are have less buying value. There's less market value in the dollars. That's number one. Number two, again, for this person, this this moon faced idiot who represents a, a a kind of thinking that leads us to inflation and to a wholesale cultural death is still at this later point in the game in our destruction is not only going to shirk their responsibility for the actual problem with their policies that are always going to fail. They're always going to shirk their responsibilities with the fact that they have nothing left. But to hide behind and blame, cast some blame onto the most innocent members of a society. The unborn child, not just not just the toddler, the unborn child that they can hide behind 
a, 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 an infant to try to say, well, listen, we, we have to be have some stark, uh, you know, we have to look at this situation that we're in reality. I, this is the reason why women uh, cannot be forced to carry pregnancies if they don't want them. You know, it, it's just she could have just as constructively said, I believe that everybody should stop having sex. Right. I mean, yeah, it's just as realistic. Yep. It's just as realistic as saying that infants are tied in with the inflation problem. They're not. And it's not realistic to have people stop having sex. Only problem is that if you stop having sex, actually less people die at this point. I know they want more people. I know. You know, less people die if people stop having sex because at least there's less babies to murder. But but, you know, even to the Luciferian, sex is very important to their day to day life, their ritualistic lives, all that stuff. So it, 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 she's such a pathetic creature, Stacey pathetic and evil. Abrams. The amount of havoc that that was. Don't they realize how they're like demons spawn? Do you think they realize it? Do you think they know before yeah. we go? Yeah, they know. To end this show today, guys, every single one of you, it's incumbent upon you to take a step today and in the days coming to do something, to educate somebody somewhere, even if they're on the coffee line. You know what? Uh, buy someone behind you a cup of coffee and, and ask the the uh, the barista or whoever to, to tape this uh, post-it on there with, with something. You, anything. Be creative. Get this information out to people. Everybody should try to enlighten at least one or two people, whether it's on the supermarket line or at the gas station. That's your job from here on out to save humanity because that's where we're at. Anything to close with, Frank? Uh, no. No. I think you said it all and uh, I think that we... I think it was a good show. First week of live shows... I think we're developing a little bit of an audience on, on Rumble. This, this is perfect. So for Monday, the 24th, I hope to see that we have almost doubled our audience. Well, maybe maybe we can, I just really quick before we go, you know who I have coming on the show likely next week? We just have to nail down a time. Who? There's two people coming on the show in the near future. Next week will likely be a FBI whistleblower Kyle Serafin the whistleblower who first interviewed with Dan Bongino about what he observed inside the FBI in regards to COVID requirements, um, January 6th, all kinds of stuff. So that'll be a good one, right? Yeah, absolutely. He's absolutely. Uh, it, it's just going to be great to have it. Everybody, like, if we get our, our old friends, you know, like, like Julie Kelly back on, the fact that all, all of these interviews are going to be able to be watched live now uh, <clears throat> or recorded live, it, it's just going to be such a a new layer of uh, attractiveness to to everything I, I like it me too so that's that and then i'm working on jim jim brewer jim brewer will be uh coming on the show too so that's exciting um hey guys you have been listening and watching the dark delight podcast with frankie bell on the drums and beans you can find us every monday wednesday and friday at 2 30 eastern time on TuneIn, stitcher apple itunes google Podcasts, iHeartRadio, spotify and radioinfluence.com Find us on Rumble and Getter at 8.30 a.m. Eastern Time, Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, live streaming. And uh, we will see you back here on Monday. Later.